What's up, everybody? This is End Time Headlines. I am Ricky Scaparro, the founder and the pastor and the voice of End Time Headlines. And we are about to embark into a time of corporate prayer and fasting. We are going to go 21 days beginning this coming Monday, January 1st, and we'll go all the way to January 22nd. Again, 21 days of corporate prayer and fasting. We kicked it off uh, yesterday with a series, and today we've got a lot of questions. Many of you guys, this will be the first time you've ever in, uh, stepped out in faith and, be, and and attempted to do a fast of any sort. So we have a lot of questions. We're going to answer them. We're going to tackle them. We're going to explain all kinds of things about fasting, and we're going to get you equipped on prayer and fasting. So let's get after it. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. All right, guys, we want to welcome everybody to the broadcast today. Again, this is End Time Headlines. I am Ricky Scaparro, the founder and the voice of End Time Headlines. Guys, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Hit that uh, push notification button, that subscribe, that bell button. Also, please download our free app. It's available on Apple and Android devices this is how you're going to keep up with our ministry. As we've said this over and over again, we want to make sure that you keep up to date with what we're doing and don't rely on social media outlets alone. Hit go to your Apple store, your Android store, download the app, hit yes to push notifications. And this is how you're going to keep up with our ministry. So without further ado, guys, first of all, I want to welcome everybody to the broadcast. You guys on Apple and Spotify, we welcome you. Uh, you guys that are listening and watching on YouTube, uh, we welcome everybody in the chat group. Uh, thank you, moderators, for being a part of these uh, these segments and these services week after week after week. You guys do a wonderful job, and you guys know that. I've told you that before, but I just want to, again, thank you again. Um, again, if you're coming from Facebook, guys, let us know in the comment section below uh, of, in the chat group or whatever the case would be, you guys on Rumble. Listen, if you're watching this from Rumble, I know you don't like YouTube. I know most of the you guys on Rumble are just completely anti Google and Facebook, and I get it. I, I totally get it. But if, if by all means possible, please come over here to YouTube and be a part of our online gathering. We've got wonderful people and great people that will encourage you. Uh, they'll support you, and it's a, just a great blessing. So we always appreciate uh, our chat group here on YouTube. So many again, we are we're only what three days away, guys, until we kick off twenty one days of prayer and fasting. So you, we've got a lot of questions we want to tackle today. We're not going to spend a lot of time today uh, because we're doing a question and answer session in regards to fasting now. I know some of you guys are like, well, well, Brother Ricky, when are you going to get to the updates or the viewpoints or some talking points? Well, we're not going to neglect that. We're going to do that. We're just going to kind of mingle and incorporate that into our regular segments. But we're going to continue this series on prayer and fasting. So we're, we're going to have a lot of equipping messages, but we're going to have a lot of informative messages as well. So I don't want you to think that we're completely uh, taking a time out from what we typically do in our mandate. We're not doing that by any means. We're just, again, we're just kicking off the year right. When you consecrate a fast unto the Lord at the beginning of the year, 
You are setting the precedence precedence of the entire year. You are honored. In fact, I'm going to tell you what you're doing. You're literally putting the Lord first in your life. And as a result, again, all these things will be added unto you. Let me show you this in scripture real quick. Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. What things is he talking about? Well, when you when you look at the text before Matthew 6:33, it talks about why should you worry about your clothing, what you shall wear, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, what you should put on your body. He says, "Do not do not the Gentiles worry and fret and have anxiety over these things, but he tells you, but you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. I'm going to tell you what things are. Things are the necessities we need in life. It is your shelter. It is your provision. It is food. It is resources. It's clothing on you and your family and your children's back. It's come on. It's a good education for your children. It's a good paying job for you. It's an opportunity for you to live in a safe neighborhood and a safe environment. It is these are things if they're important to you, friend, then they're important to God. And God is saying here that I desire to give you these things as long as you put me first and you seek me first. So listen to me. When we when we enter into the new year and we seek God through prayer and fasting, we're literally neglecting ourselves. We're denying ourselves. We're putting ourselves on the back burner. We're pushing back a plate and we're saying, God, you are more important than this food, than this desire that I have and that I feel like my flesh needs. And when God sees this, heaven sees this, God honors this. So again, let me re- I want to recap this before we answer some of these other questions. Why are we fasting? Oh, come on. We are fasting because we're believing for for God to move upon our loved ones, to see salvations, to see financial breakthroughs, to see healing in bodies, to see marriages restored and reconciled in Jesus name, to see prodigal sons and daughters that have strayed from the faith. Come on, that not just sons and daughters, but maybe co-workers, maybe neighbors maybe family members, maybe a spouse to come back home. We're believing for open doors and promotions in our lives for divine wisdom and for divine protection of the Lord. These are just some of the many things that we covered on yesterday's podcast. If you didn't watch yesterday, you need to go back on the archives here on YouTube or the, or the main app go back and listen to that. But again, I want to now listen up, listen real carefully here. I want to encourage everyone under the sound of my voice, either by Apple, by Spotify, by YouTube, by Rumble, whatever you're listening, whatever you're watching. I want you to take out your uh, a notebook pad and a pen or uh, maybe a tablet, your phone, whatever you take your notes on. And I want you to make a top 10 greatest needs list for 2024. Let me say that again. Get your notebook, your notepad, your tablet, your telephone, whatever you are accustomed to taking notes on. 
I want you to make yourself and your family a top 10 greatest needs list for 2024. You come together with your husband, come together with your wife, come together with your children. If you're a single mother, single father, come together with your family, come to get again, whatever, whatever that looks like to you. You pray about it. What is your top 10 greatest needs? Do you need, is there someone in your family that you are just been believing God to be saved? Put that on a list. Are you believing to get out of debt, to pay off every debt, and yet you would owe no man nothing and lend and not borrow and be the head and not the tail and above and not beneath? If that's a desire, come on, that you're believing for, put it on the list. If you're believing God for breakthrough in your health, to be healed of infirmities, diseases, an ailment, a sickness, put it on the list. If you're believing God, Come on, for direction and guidance for this year. You've been fretting a certain uh, particular event or decision, and you really need the clarity and wisdom of God in it for 2024, write it on the list. If you are um, addicted to substances, addicted to things like cigarettes, and chewing tobacco, and alcohol, and any type of substance, come on, and you you know that you're addicted to it. You know that you have a bondage to this. Again, we're not saying that you're a bad person. Please don't think that we're saying that. I'm not saying that by any means. You can love God with your heart, but your flesh, come on, is in love with these substances and with these addictions. With the spirit, we serve God, but with the flesh, come on, we fall into carnality. Paul, the apostle Paul covers that in the book of Romans. He says, when I will to do what is good, I don't do that. I do what is what is not good. And when I will to do when I will to not do evil, I end up doing that, which is good. And he talks about this continual daily battle between his flesh and his spirit. And I'm telling you, fasting is one of the tools that God gives us to bring our flesh into subjection to the will of God. Hallelujah. So again, I don't know what your top 10 greatest needs list is. And listen, we're not going to be legalistic about this. If you have 11 needs, keep going. What This is just, um, we're just giving to give you, uh, you know, we're saying 10 because this is something, you know, it kind of covers a wide margin. But some of you, you may have 20. Write them down. Come on, don't put God in a box. Believe God for the impossible. Come on, some of y'all need to hear this today to build your faith. Mark 11. Mark 11 says that surely I say unto you, the Lord says this, whoever says unto this mountain, what is the mountain that you need to be removed? He says, say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea and do not doubt in your heart, but believe that those things which you say shall be done and you shall have whatsoever you sayeth. That's Mark 11, 23 and 24. Verse 24 says, Therefore I say unto you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So again, you we, we, we don't want you going into this fast with no direction, no compass, uh, no purpose. We're, you're just kind of freelancing out there 
and not know you don't have any kind of focus or pinpoint focus. We want you. That's why we're saying, telling you guys that you need to make this list so you can target your prayers during this time of 21 days of prayer and fasting. Now, the next thing you need to do is you need to go to your local grocery store. It could be a, what again, whatever that looks like to you, Walmart, Kroger, Food Lion, Publix, whatever. Go and get you, guys, this is not complicated. It's easy. Go and get you a bottle of, uh, of olive oil. You don't need a five-gallon jug of, of, of anointing oil. Just get you a little, about an eight-ounce, six-ounce bottle of olive oil. Take it home. Uh, and take When you get it home, you have your family and you consecrate it unto the Lord by praying over this bottle of anointing oil. Come on, take, rip off the label of it because you don't want to, once you pray and consecrate this unto the Lord as an anointing oil, you definitely don't want to be cooking your popcorn or your, come on, your catfish or your fried chicken with this oil. This is going to be set apart. Come on, somebody. This is going to be, I'm talking to the Southerners here in the room. We're going to set this apart Come on, for the work of the Lord. So again, go and get you a bottle of oil. And now when you get your oil, you can add whatever fragrances you want in there. Some people like to, 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 to make it smell good. You can, that's fine. You could do whatever you want to do. But again, take your oil, pray over it, consecrate it unto the Lord for the work of the Lord and for the ministry of the Lord. And you're because you're going to use this every day. And it's 21 days in prayer fasting. You're going to anoint yourself with oil. Why do we need to do that? Because, listen, number one, it, the Lord talks about doing this in Matthew chapter 6. Number two, when you anoint yourself with oil, it's a point of contact. You're setting yourself apart. You're marking yourself unto the Lord. Come on, somebody. So when you go out of your door, you are, again, there's nothing magical in the oil in the, in the oil in itself. It's olive oil, but it's consecrated and set apart for, uh, come on, for the work of the Lord. Did you know in the book of James, it says, if there be any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint them with oil. Again, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a picture of the anointing. Hallelujah, a picture of the anointing. So you anoint yourself daily during this time of 21 days and prayer of fasting. Now, then comes our next question. How many days are we fasting? We are setting apart 21 days of prayer and fasting. When do we start? We start on, come on, repeat this after me because people keep asking the same question over and over. We are starting this Monday, January 1st. This Monday, January 1st, New Year's Day, we're starting the fast out. Now, in the Bible, the Bible tells us there is many different types of fast. There's a 24-hour fast. There's three-day fast, seven-day fast. There's 14-day fast, 21 days, and 40 days, all through the Bible. Okay, let me give you some examples of that. Elijah the prophet went on a 40-day fast in 1 Kings chapter 19, you can find that in your Bible. Moses went on a 40-day fast when he went up to Mount Sinai, and he was in the direct presence of the Lord 40 days and nights. 
And this is when he received the commandments of the Lord. Remember that? And he came down off the mountain and while he was up there praying and fasting, come on, Aaron and the Israelites that he left Aaron in charge. He comes down off the mountain and while he's praying and fasting, come on, they're down there playing and feasting. Come on. Hallelujah. I just want to tell somebody that God is going to honor us because instead of playing and feasting like a lot of these Christians are. Don't get me started. Come on, you can't even tell them apart from the world because they're always playing and feasting. But we're not going to be like that. We're going to be praying and fasting. I, I'm telling you, God will honor that. He will set us apart because he sees our hunger and thirst after not food, not indulgences, but after righteousness. Then we see, uh, and before I say that, let me say this. Listen. When you, when people start finding out about that, you start going into a time of prayer and fasting, watch, watch the attacks that will come from so-called Christians. It's amazing, isn't it? The world don't really care. The world's like, you know, whatever. But it's amazing to me how you start doing something biblical and so-called Christians will come out of the woodwork and, and call you a fanatic They'll call us a cult. They'll, they'll accuse me of leading a cult because I'm ask, actually telling people uh, to embark into something that's actually biblical. It's, it's absolutely profound. And, and, and the reason why they attack us is because that reveals to me that they're not even in the word of God themselves. Because if they were in the word of God themselves, they wouldn't attack something that's revealed to the revelation of the word of God itself. So again, Elijah went on a 40-day fast. Moses went on a 40-day fast. And Jesus himself fasted 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness and where he was tempted of Satan himself on at least three occasions. And the Bible says he came out of the wilderness full of the Holy Ghost and the power of the Holy Ghost. But before everybody loses their mind, we're not doing 40 days of prayer and fasting. But I want to say something here. Don't be surprised. That when you start entering into this time of prayer and fasting for 21 days, when you start seeing God answer your prayers and you start seeing breakthroughs and you start seeing these things happen, it may fuel something on the inside of you where you feel led to begin to go further than 21 days. You'll begin to, you'll say, I want to go 30 days and you might go 40 days. Come on. I've seen it happen before. So again, there's 40 days. Then we have 21 days. Daniel, in your Bible, fasted 21 days and received divine revelation from the Lord regarding the end times and regarding things that we read about in the book of Revelation. But Daniel received that knowledge and that wisdom directly from heaven because he consecrated a time of prayer and fasting. Then you you'll find where the uh, the Apostle Paul in the New Testament uh, endured multiple fast that consisted of three days and 14 days. <clears throat> then Peter, you can find where he fasted for three days. OK, so you see this one day, three day, seven day, 14 day, 21 day and 40 day fast cycles. You find those in Scripture. OK, now now I want to make this known. There is, there is what's called a personal fast 
And then there's what's called a corporate fast. I want everybody to say that with me. Say there's a personal fast and there's a corporate fast. What are the difference? That Listen, a personal fast is a fast that you feel led of the Lord on a personal level, on a private level. No one has came along and, and told you to fast or encouraged you to fast or suggested you fast. You, by divine revelation of reading the word or in your prayer closet or inspiration of the Holy Spirit led by the Lord, you anytime during the year, whatever, the Lord may lead you and speak to your heart and say, I want you to enter into a time of prayer and fasting. And again, whatever that looks like to you is between you and the Lord. It could be the Lord could speak to you and tell you to do a 24-hour fast. He could say, I want you to go three days or seven days. And it may be because you, excuse me, you need a breakthrough or you need an answer from the Lord about a particular situation. And God is prompting you or leading you by the Spirit of God to go and enter into a time of prayer and fasting. Now, you can find this in reference in Matthew chapter 6, when it says, When you fast, anoint your head with oil, and do it in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. But watch this. But he tells you, don't go out and broadcast to the world that you are fasting because the Bible says if you do that, then you've already received your reward. Okay? Now, that's a private fast. Okay? And again, I've given you examples of that. Elijah, Moses, Jesus, Daniel, Paul, Peter, all these individuals. Now, let's talk about a corporate fast. What is a corporate fast? A corporate fast is when a... Uh, a, a leader or someone in a type of leadership, a king, a minister, a pastor, a prophet, whatever, they uh, feel led or they are inspired by circumstances, disasters, trouble, anguish, a, a warning from God, whatever the case would be. So they call forth. They, the Bible calls about they blow a trumpet in Zion and they call for a consecrated time of prayer and fasting. So this is on a corporate level. Now, again, here's some examples of this. Esther, you can find in the Bible where Esther and the Jewish people were facing annihilation. But God put it on the heart of Esther to call for a corporate time of prayer and fasting. And your Bible said it was three days of no food or water. So 72 hours of no food, no water, complete fast unto the Lord. And, and as a result of the obedience of Esther, your Bible says that God completely turned the plot of Haman on its head. And Haman is the one who ended up hanging on the gallows. And because of Esther's obedience to call a corporate time of prayer and fasting, come on, God saved the whole nation of Israel. Hallelujah. Then you had Ezra. Ezra declared a corporate time of prayer and fasting so that the Lord would grant them a safe journey for the Israelites as they, they made a 900-mile track to Jerusalem from Babylon, and God honored it. Samuel, in the book of Samuel, chapter 7, Samuel 
was uh, and and the people were bound by idol worship. The people were bound by idol worship. There needed to be a mass deliverance, and Samuel called them to seek God and bring the ark back to Jerusalem, which represents the presence of God. And Samuel did it through a time of prayer and fasting for revival. And as a result, God showed up, and a revival came to the people. Oh, come on. In the days of Joel, the prophet, the people of God faced an unprecedented crisis. There was locusts. There was droughts. There was famines. There was devastation through fire. The land of Israel was being consumed by this, and it made it impossible for them to worship corporately in the temple. So in the direct, in the very midst of this crisis, Joel stood up and called the entire community to be set apart for a day of prayer and fasting. You can find this in Joel chapter one. Then remember, if you go to the book of Jonah, the the Ninevites, Nineveh was a wicked city before the Lord. They were committing abominable acts and abominations unto the Lord. And God spoke to Jonah and said, I want you as a prophet of the Lord to go to Nineveh and give them a warning. And they have approximately 40 days. They have a 40 day space to repent and return unto the Lord. So your Bible says that Nineveh, we all know the story. Nineveh tried to run from the obedience of the Lord, but eventually after being swallowed up by a well, he literally died and was resurrected, spit out onto the the shore of Nineveh. Nineveh then preached the gospel. Come on, he preached the warning, gave them the warning of the thus saith the Lord to the king of Nineveh and told them, O king, if this city does not repent, the Lord says in 40 days, it will see destruction judgment will come your bible says from the greatest to the least from the king all the way down to the peasant the animals the people all of the city consecrated themselves in a corporate time of prayer and fasting and as a result of it come on god brought a reprieve and relented from the judgment of god what am i talking about i'm talking about there are times privately that you and I will fast because we have private matters that we're seeking the Lord on. But there comes a time, come on, as the body of Christ, the ecclesia, that we, because there's such a burden, because there's such a, there's, there's all, there's harbingers, there's warnings going out, there's trouble happening, there's things happening in our communities, there's idol worship, there's abominations taking place. Leaders of, of local churches and communities will rise up and say, Everyone, we feel the necessity to call for a corporate time of prayer and fasting. Guys, I'm not the only one that's calling uh, people unto a time of prayer and fasting. There's many leaders across the nation and across the world that are coming together during this time uh, of, of the month of January. Again, the first fruits, at least on the Gregorian calendar of our calendar, the first fruits of the year is January, is at the beginning of the year. And we want to set our entire year in motion because by coming together in a time of corporate prayer and fasting. Now, guys, if you want a, a blueprint for this from the scripture to show that God will honor this, I want to give it to you. In 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, God gives us a promise, a mighty promise. 
And he says, if my people, that's us, that's not the world. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, somebody say humble themselves in the Hebrew text here. This phrase, humble themselves, means to consecrate themselves in fasting. If they will humble themselves to a time of fasting, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, look at the results of this, guys, then God will hear our prayers from heaven, our cries, our intercessions, our cries of repentance. He says, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. You've heard me say this before, guys, prayer is good. Prayer is great. But prayer alone is not going to get this nation and get your nation out of the mess that it's in. It's not going to break the back of, come on, the demonic strongholds and principalities that have already Come on, have already taken grip over most of the nations of the world. It's going to take a corporate gathering of the ecclesia to come together across the world and begin to seek the Lord and seek his face and a time of consecrated effort of prayer and fasting unto the Lord. And friends, if God did it for Esther, if God did it for Ezra, if God did it for Jonah, if God did it for these men and women of God, then God is no respecter of persons and he can do it for us as well. Come on. Are you still with me today? Come on, if you're still with me, say yes. Say yes in the chat room. Come on, right there in the, in the, in the YouTube chat room. Come on, let, let, now let's move on. And you say, I'm, we're, gonna, we're answering these questions as we're going along here. So biblically, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about this. Here's one of the questions we get. C- can you fast television and... Um, can you fast television and fast, uh, fishing and fast camping and fast, uh, you know, all of these things, guys, listen, biblically speaking, the, the word fast and fasting comes from the word. It comes from a phrase called shut the mouth. It literally means keeping the mouth shut. So biblically speaking, fasting is abstaining from food. So and I see a lot of pastors get up and they tell their church, we're going to go into a time of fasting and we want you to fast television or fast social media. Guys, listen to me. This is where I'm going to ruffle some feathers right here. But you guys, if you know me, if you've been with Brother Ricky long enough, I'm going to give it to you biblically straight from the Bible. Okay, I'm not going to I'm not going to give you something that's not found in Scripture. Again, the word fast means to shut the mouth. If you listen, abstaining from television and, 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 and social media, that's good. That's a good thing. But that is abstinence. That is not fasting. That is discipline. That's not fasting. So, again, I hope that. So, again, let everybody know that. So if you say, well, I don't want to give up food. I'm just going to give up television. Guys, that's not fasting. You're abstaining from lust, lust and pleasures and the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Again, will God honor that? Absolutely. But it's not a fast. You cannot make that a fast because it's not biblically accurate as a fast. Okay. Now there are three types of fast. Somebody say three types of fast. What are they? There is what's called an absolute fast. 
There's what's called a normal fast. And then there's what's called a partial fast. Let me say that again. Absolute, normal, and partial fast. An absolute fast is a is what Esther did. Uh, an absolute fast is no food, no water. Now, I want to advise you, if you feel led of the Lord to do an absolute fast of no food, no water, I would strongly advise you, first of all, to seek the counsel of your, your physician. Because, again, we don't know your circumstances. We don't know your medical history. If you're diabetic, if you have certain autoimmune disorders or certain blood disorders or whatever the case would be, Again, I want to preface that you need to double check. Now, we're going to cover this in just a second. But again, if you're going to do an absolute fast, no food or water, I would strongly advise to do not go over three days. Even Esther went three days or 72 hours. And that was it. If you're going to do an absolute no food, no water, do not. I would strongly advise do not go over three days. Okay, then you have what's called a normal fast. Now, a normal fast is water only. Let me say it again. Water only. And and you now, many of us, I don't see anything wrong with you can do chicken broth. You can take some chicken broth or beef broth, whatever that, that whatever you desire to do. And you just you're drinking chicken broth. I, I, I had to do this when I when I got my first colonoscopy done and I couldn't eat for 24 hours. And I, and I had some chicken broth. So you can do that. So again, a normal fast, water only. You can do chicken broth, beef broth, whatever the case may be. Then there's what's called a partial fast. Now, a partial fast, I'm going to make this real simple for you. You can either do, you if you normally eat three meals a day, eat one and a half meals or eat one meal a day. Okay? If you typically eat one meal a day, eat a half a meal a day. If you typically eat two meals a day, eat one meal a day. Or you can do from sunrise to sunset or sundown to sunrise. What do I mean by that? You can uh, you can fast from the time the sun comes up and fast all day. And then it, when the sun goes down, you can eat anytime after the sun goes down. Or you can do the opposite of that. You can eat all day. And then once the sun goes down, you can no longer eat after that. Again, guys, I'm going to say something here in just a second. Or you can do a what we call a, a Daniel fast. Now, this is found in the book of uh, Daniel chapter 1. You see where they went 10 days. And the Bible says they ate no pleasantries or no pleasant food. So they abstained from, come on, from uh, anything like cookies and sweets and breads. And they abstained from a lot. If you want to be, let's just make this as easy as possible. They literally ate a vegan diet. Fruits, vegetables. It was a complete vegan diet. So that may be an option for you to do it. Now, here's where I want to say this. I want you to clean out your ears and listen to me carefully. There is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. If you feel in your, listen, this is between you and the Lord for 21 days. If you feel, you say, well, brother Ricky, I feel like I need to do a water only fast for 21 days. You do that. You, that's between you and the Lord. If you say, well, brother Ricky, I I uh, I feel like I want to mix it up and do 
uh, a whole day with no food or water and then do uh, chicken broth and water uh, for so many days and then go to a partial fast. That's between you and the Lord. Here's my point I'm trying to make. Or you may say, I'm just going to do a complete vegan diet for 21 days. I'm going to abstain from meat. I'm going to abstain from breads and sugars and sweets and, and all these pleasantries. Again, I want to say this. What, listen, ready? Whatever you do unto the Lord, God will honor it. Let me say it one more time. Whatever you decide to do as you do it unto the Lord, God will honor it. There's no condemnation in this. This is not legalism. You Listen, if you're in the chat room, and brother so-and-so is going to do a 21-day water only, that doesn't make him better than, than, than this sister over here that for whatever reason, maybe medical reasons or whatever the case would be, she can only do a vegan diet or a, or a partial fast. Again, you do whatever you need to do unto the Lord, and God will honor it. Hallelujah. Come on. This is, uh, this is not to burden you down, guys. We want, the, we want to make this exciting. and we want, Is there a sacrifice? Yes. Is it unpleasant? Absolutely. But God will honor the fact. Now, I want to speak to everybody that's watching and you say, well, okay, well, brother Ricky, I'm, I've got medical issues. I'm diabetic or whatever the case would be. So I can't do a full fast. Again, you do what you can do. Eat very, listen, you don't need, if you're diabetic and you go out to eat, just eat the bare minimum that you need to do to, to, to regulate your blood sugar. You eat whatever it's going to be. Listen, you don't need to eat an appetizer and then a full three-course meal and then a dessert. Are you hearing me? You don't need to do that. Nobody needs to eat like that. Guys, we, I'm telling you, we'd be shocked at the amount of food that we actually only need to eat to survive. The, 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 the health industry has pushed... Oh, oh my gosh, you got to have so much protein. We got to have, I mean, it's like protein overload on steroids. I'm going to tell you something, too much protein is actually bad for your kidneys and bad for your heart. There's a reason why bodybuilders and, and these uh, extreme weightlifters and wrestlers die at an early age. It, a lot of them, they die be, uh, early age because, of course, uh, uh, human growth hormone, they're uh, they're filling themselves up with HGH or, or uh, steroids, but they're also eating massive and massive and massive amounts of protein. We're talking like 300 grams of protein a day. You don't need that much protein. Oh, you don't, you don't get me started on the blue zones in the world. And you, and I can take you to the blue zones like uh, Okinawa, Japan, or you can go to uh, Sard uh, Sardinia, uh, Italy, and all these places. There's these five, there's I think it's five blue zones, and they eat predominantly plant based. They eat very small portions of meat. They eat predominantly plant based. Most of them, and they're living to be a, a past a hundred years of age. Not like here in America, where we're barely getting to seventy five years old, maybe eighty. Because of the things that we're eating, the mass consumption, the um, just the indulgence. I mean, the obesity level in children is off charts. So, again, that's what we're talking about today. So, again, you can eat a lot less than what you actually think you can. OK, so I'm just letting you know if again, if you're diabetic, you have some kind of medical issues where you have to eat again. I want to stress that do what you can do. But use wisdom here, guys. That's the bottom line. Just use wisdom. 
And look, and you may be, maybe you're just so convinced. And I, and this is where, I, again, I want to toss the condemnation out. If you say, well, Brother Ricky, I, and you, you may be listening and say, I, I just absolutely don't want to risk that. I don't want to fast anything. Listen, please still participate. You say, well, how am I going to do that without fasting? Listen, here's what you can do. Still make your top 10 greatest, uh, greatest needs list. And come on, join us in a time of, of prayer. You can pray. Listen, you might not be able to fast, but you can pray. You can still make a point to pray every day. You can make a point to seek the Lord every day. You can make a point to get in your word every day. And that brings me to the last point, And then we're going to close this segment today. I want to encourage you. Someone asked this a question in the chat group, in the community post. Is there a particular scripture that we should be reading daily? I believe there is. And I'm going to tell you which one it is. It's in the book of Isaiah. Let me pull it up. Isaiah chapter 58. Say that with me. Isaiah 58. I did that for you guys on Apple and Spotify. This is what I call the fasting chapter. When you read, we're not going to read this today because we're going to get into this next week. When you read all this, it literally gives you instructions. It gives you direction and it tells you the, the breakthroughs, the blessings, the provisions, and the things that God will require of us during a fast and what God will reward us with during the fast. So again, again, to answer the question, is there any particular scriptures? Yes, go to Isaiah 58, read it. I recommend reading this daily during the fast. I also want to encourage you guys, if, listen, when you fast, when you start fasting in this, if you don't get into your word, if you don't read the Bible, get in your devotion time and get into prayer and get into the presence of God, then you're not doing anything but going on a diet. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said, if you don't seek the Lord in the word, in prayer, in his presence, in worship, coming together in the presence of God with other, come on, the gathering of the saints here in the chat room or your church or whatever that looks like. If you don't do that and you're not pursuing the Lord and seeking the Lord, then all you're doing is you're participating in a glorified diet. Come on. The whole purpose of this is not for you to lose weight. The whole purpose of this fast is for you, come on, to draw closer to God and his presence. Come on, in Jesus' name. Come on, do you all agree with this? So listen, I hope this answered a lot of your questions. I think we've covered every question that we've had on this. So again, today is Friday, December the 29th. We are literally, we're about three days away until we kick this off and start 21 days of prayer and fasting. Again, we've you got your scripture, Isaiah 58. Go read it. Uh, obey it, begin to put that up, make your top 10 greatest list, get with your husband or your wife this weekend. You've got all weekend to get this together, your family members, whatever, make your list out, begin to write those things down, whatever you're believing the Lord for. And you begin to come on, get you, go out there, get your anointing oil. You're going to want to do that. Get all this ready this weekend. Don't wait till Monday. Come on, when you wake up, be like, oh, I didn't get my oil. I didn't make my list. I didn't, I don't know, well, you know, what do I do? I don't know. You prepare now get ready because I'm telling you next week, we're going to start hitting in particular areas of 
uh, certain areas of fasting and prayer. I'm telling you, get ready for great equipping messages. Listen, go. If you're if you're listening by YouTube, you're watching us by the YouTube. There is what's called the community room and on our YouTube channel on in here on Intel Midlines. There's a community chat room. Uh, we're going to, I'll probably watch for these daily encouragements. We'll put up some encouragements. We'll put up some script scriptures in there. We're going to give you opportunities to share testimonies during this time of prayer and fasting. Then, oh, come on. I got to say this before we close today. Listen, here's the awesome part. When you start going into a time of corporate prayer and fasting and somebody gets a breakthrough in an area, they get healed in their body. They get, come on, somebody comes unto the Lord. Somebody comes to the Lord and gets saved in Jesus name. Um, they see a deliverance take place. They get a bondage broken. I, when you start testifying of this, you know what that's going to do? It's going to cause a ripple effect and it's going to cause people to rise up in faith and say, if God God can heal so-and-so, if God can deliver so-and-so, if God can bring the prodigal son and daughter to their home and back to their house, and if their spouse can get saved, then God is no respecter of persons, and God can do it for me, and come on, your faith will rise to another level, and you'll begin to press in, pursue God, and see the blessing of the Lord come upon your house. Come on, do you receive this today? Listen, let me say a prayer for you, and then I've got some announcements, and I'm going to let you go. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we come to you today as a corporate body, as an ecclesia. And God, we anticipate, Lord, as we're on the very brink and the eve of this 21 days of prayer and fasting, we're 72 hours away and we're already making preparations as we get our oil. We make we we uh, we put our list together. We make our petitions be made known. God, I just thank you in advance, Lord, for what you're going to do in this time of consecrated prayer and fasting. I thank you, Lord, that lives are going to be turned upside down. They're going to be wrecked in the presence of God. They're going to be changed. They're going to be forever marked. God, I thank you that sons and daughters are going to come unto the Lord. They're going to be radically baptized in the Holy Ghost. Lord, we're going to see salvations. We're going to see healings, deliverances, and miracles, and demonical oppression broken off people i thank you that people are going to seek they're going to get guidance they're going to gr be granted wisdom lord from heaven i thank you that divine revelation and knowledge is coming lord i thank you lord in jesus name that father relationships are going to be mended and restored in marriages lord i thank you for all of these blessings provisions coming promotion is coming god open doors are opening and doors are closing in 2024 and it, come on and all God's people said amen and amen come on we receive it today in Jesus name listen again intimeheadlines.org intimeheadlines.com right here on your screen is our app again download our free app guys if you're listening to this under the description of this video if you're watching under the description of this video there's a link that says download our free app click on that link and it's going to take you to where you can get our app if you're listening by Apple or Spotify again go to your play store type it in in time headlines look for our official eth logo download it today hit yes to push notifications you're going to be good to go guys listen if this ministry is a source of information blessing revelation equipping this is your home church whatever your relationship is with this ministry 
We want to ask you just to be obedient to the Lord. I'm telling you, the Bible says if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things shall be added unto you. The Bible says in uh, in uh, in Luke 638, give un- give and it shall be given back unto you, pressed down, shaken together and running over. And with the same measure that you give or so, it shall be measured back unto you. God cannot lie. He is faithful. And I'm here to tell you after 23 years, of serving the Lord, I have seen his hand of provision and I've seen him manifested, come on, as Jehovah Jireh, my provider. So there's two ways, guys, you can support our ministry and partner with us. One is electronically through the app. That's the easiest way. You can go to the main website, intimeheadlines.org, right there on your screen, intimeheadlines.com. And you can you can give there either by a major credit card, PayPal, Venmo. You can give through Cash App or right there on your screen. You can give to End Time Headlines, P.O. Box 1391, Monroe, Georgia, 30655. You can give through check or money order right there at that address. So, guys, we love you. We appreciate you. Listen, be praying for Brother Ricky anyway, because, listen, we've got some funky I don't know what it is going through our house. Uh, who knows what it is, but it's already, it's taken, it, it, it hit our, both of our boys. We have a, f- a household of four. It's hit both of our boys. And now my wife's starting to feel it. So three, uh, three are down. I'm the only one standing. I'm praying to God that God will preserve me so that when we go next week, that we can get right back on here and that we can go strong. So I'm, I'm praying and, 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 and believing and hoping that we, I dodged this this bug or whatever this is going through our household. Uh, either way, I know the Lord is faithful. He will see us through, and, and and God will take care of it. But again, but I'd love to be able to come on just to dodge that bullet in Jesus' name. So uh, listen, we're going to let you go today. Uh, we uh, again, Lord willing, we'll be right back here Monday, January first, on day one of the twenty-one days of prayer and fasting. Until then. I pray you guys have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay blessed, like this, share this, subscribe, hit the bell notification. May the Lord bless you, may he keep you, and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you guys on Monday and the new year. So you know what that means? Happy New Year. God bless you guys. We love you. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.